Hey everybody, we're here with uh, Jorge Izquierdo, um, and Jorge and I met at Pack Expo in Las Vegas sometime between five years and five weeks ago. Okay. I've totally lost track of time. I don't remember when stuff happened. It's the weirdest time warp in my brain. I don't remember when, when it was in Las Vegas, but we had a lovely time. It was great. I could be on site. I couldn't make Pack Expo East this year. And uh, right now while we're recording this, it's happening live um, in, in Philadelphia. Is that right, Jorge? That's correct. Uh, Adam, uh, good to chat with you again. And yes, you're right. Last time we chatted at, uh, during Pack Expo Las Vegas, September last year. And that's what COVID does to your kind of timeframes. You know, it's everything's moving moving around in weird ways. I know. But yeah. This week we are in uh, Pack Expo East in Philadelphia and uh, having a great show. We're very pleased uh, since last year coming back with in-person trade shows and uh, to be honest, you know, getting uh, an amazing uh, support from the industry. No doubt. And, and Jorge, remind uh, the listeners what your official title is with PMMI. Sure. Uh, I'm Vice President of Market Development with PMMI. I'm in charge of all market research and international for PMMI. Okay. VP of Market Research? No, it's Market... Development. Development. There it is. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm slow to, slow to write notes down. Uh, well, that's great. Um, and, and I remember uh, at the, at the PAC Expo West, uh, you just delivered a really, really great presentation yeah. to us in the media. And, yeah, PAC and Expo Las Vegas, yes. PAC Expo Las Vegas, not PAC Expo West. Is that not what it's called? <laughs> Expo Las Vegas. We'll go. All right. Um, so uh, I, I wanted to kind of circle back here as we've moved from that show to this show. Um, just to touch base with you on, I, I feel like a lot has changed in our industry, even in that short period of time. And we were talking a little bit about it on the on the call beforehand, but do, are, are you really feeling that in the industry like we are as, as manufacturers? I mean, obviously it's not all made up, but is that sort of the talk of the show currently? Is, uh -huh. is like just challenges and what we're going through in the industry? Absolutely, Adam. Actually, uh, we keep tracking the priorities for investment in, in packaging equipment and uh, packaging and processing equipment. And it's been amazing, you know, what has happened in the past two years, you know, since uh, if you compare like beginning of 2020, you know, pre-COVID, uh, the first months, the first year of COVID, uh, um, 2021, now 2022, priorities have changed significantly. Uh, Last time we talked, uh, workforce was already there, kind of uh, one of the top priorities is still there. Uh, in these past few months, what has happened, you know, supply chain used to be more like in third place, fourth place. Now it's kind of fighting with uh, workforce for the first place. Supply chain, it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, at every level, when you talk uh, about packaging materials, could be, you know, cardboard labels, uh, aluminum for cans. Uh, when you talk about machinery components, uh, electronics, uh, motors, uh, valves, everything. Uh, and when you're talking with CPGs, you know, it goes down to ingredients. Uh, uh, 
uh, it's it's really uh, tough time to to be in manufacturing. Uh, I would say tough for the amount of challenges, but also at least in our industry, great in terms of the level of business. You know, so much investment in packaging, so much investment in automation. Uh, but just the the pace of change is ruthless. It's totally unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I was thinking about this too from the perspective of uh, of a CPG, where you're sort of stuck right now uh, for a lot of these CPG companies who they're to to invest in automation. It can still happen, obviously. People are still buying equipment, but there's supply chain issues around all sorts of things when it comes to making equipment. So maybe you know buying some processing equipment and automating. Uh, uh, what an automatic label applicator or whatever it might be, right? Like all of that stuff, those things have stretched out and they're taking more time. And, and then if you go to your suppliers and you're like, hey, we need, we need to move. We got to keep our products on the shelf. We got to do this stuff. Our demand is increasing. They're, they're on allocation. And so it's just this, it's got to be one of the hardest times I would imagine to be a CPG. But I've also found that it's in these hard times that like, real powerful innovation emerges from it. Um, and so I'm curious at the show, are you seeing any, any sort of impacts of just companies that are doing some really cool innovative stuff right now that you maybe want to speak to, or maybe just in general in the industry? No, absolutely. Uh, you know, in terms of workforce, we were talking about that's one of the key priorities, you know, for uh, packaging operations. Uh, the, the automation, I mean, of course, you're always looking when you're having problems with workforce, you know, when you don't have enough, enough workforce, you're looking to increase your levels of automation. But it's not any kind of automation. It's automation that's easy for the operators to, to run, right? It's, you're, you're not just having uh, challenges with kind of labor and operators and engineers. You're having challenges e everywhere, right? So what you want is equipment that it's uh, easy for an operator to run, where the training of the equipment is relatively short, where uh, your operator can get assistance remotely in different ways. You know, it could be a video call, could be different types of technology. And this is some of the things we are finding at the show. Uh, you, you can see many of those uh, augmented reality uh, glasses, you know, that... Uh, suddenly you wear the glasses and, and uh, you, you have an expert looking at what you're looking. You have an expert telling you uh, exactly what you need to do, right? Uh, that will tell you, hey, you know, check, you know, that, uh, you know, the tension of the film is the correct one. Do this, do that, check this label, uh, go ahead, run it. Uh, uh, you, you need this spare part, uh, you know, to change this spare part. This is what you need to do. So it's a lot of it is empowering the operators, making things simpler uh, for them to do, but also uh, offering them uh, different tools to, uh, to solve the problems they have uh, in front of them. And that's, that's, I guess, one of the key things you're going to find at this show. Okay. So you're saying that, the that companies are using virtual reality right now to or or you know i was even thinking i don't know if you remember like the google glasses that they came out with um that sort of thing but so that's that's currently at the show right now that 
is that's is, correct. Wow, that's that's great news. That's correct. Um, I, I can tell you, you know, it's uh, and it has changed significantly in the past year. Uh, we have now many manufacturers of equipment that they ship the equipment. And when they ship the equipment, they, they ship a pair of glasses, you know, those uh, augmented reality glasses. Mm -hmm. So uh, somebody gets the machine, they get the, when they are ready to install, you know, they get the glasses on. And, and again, you know, it's suddenly you're not alone, right? As an operator, you have a, a group of experts behind you that they know what's happening and they can tell you what to do, you know, and what, how, how to get your equipment up and running fast you know, without uh, hiccups. I'll just say it's about time because yes. I feel like I, I'm, I just am like always in awe of the fact that the packaging industry has such incredible innovation around equipment and materials and just brilliant people working on all of this stuff. And then it would be like, yeah, they didn't really pay much attention to the to the user interface. So they didn't really look at the software or and I'm like, why can't I, I've, I've, I said this in a talk uh, that I gave in Kansas City at the AICC. I said, how how come we can't do virtual reality press checks? Like, why do people still need to fly in somewhere to to look at something when when we have the technology to make it so that they don't have to do it? It's better for their time. It's better for the environment. It's better for everybody. So I'm glad to hear that that is really emerging uh, this year at Pack Expo in in Philly. That's great news. And and it's interesting. You know, just following up your your idea with the with the virtual uh, during COVID, uh, the factories factory acceptance test, you know, for the equipment. Right. Uh, there was significant problems performing them. So going virtual was the, the right solution. And, and even now that we are more kind of doing the things in person, at least now, uh, uh, with COVID kind of uh, allowing us to, to do more things in person, mm -hmm. uh, all those benefits that we learned from, the, from performing virtual factory acceptance tests, we are keeping them. So instead of flying maybe six, seven, uh, persons, you know, to do the factory acceptance test, you're flying maybe only two, but uh, at the plant, you don't have like five or, or the other five or six of the team, you have maybe 15 because you can do it. It's, it's, it, you don't need to, uh, not just uh, the money of the travel and, and, you know, traveling and all, all these kind of things, but it's the time, you know, the time you're out of your staff while they're traveling. So you have two or three that are in person, and, and now you have a, a large number that are taking advantage of the virtual factory acceptance test, and it's part of their training, right? So it's not just the, the engineers that will be installing the equipment, it's the operators, it's everybody are taking advantage of this. Yeah, that's awesome. It's one of the biggest reasons why, uh, you know, I've, I've been excited about working with Specrite, who's one of the sponsors of podcasts, is just this idea of like innovation through technology to to utilize data in a way that can be actionable. So you know they're they're doing specification management software. Uh, other companies are doing this this you know, virtual reality and and factor acceptance testing and it also I think it's great. I'm um, I'm stoked for the energy that I think is is beginning to ferment in the industry towards 
uh, accelerated innovation to that front. So where the equipment is going to continue to innovate, no doubt. Um, no doubt that's going to keep innovating. But now it seems like the stuff that call it, you can call it what you want, Gen Z, Millennial, Gen X, whoever it is, has been pushing for on a B2C perspective. Seems like it's really starting to pull through into our industry. And I've been talking about this for probably six years. So it's really neat to see. Um, go ahead. Were you going to add something? Yes, just uh, you were talking about uh, data and, and uh, uh, many times when you're talk, talking about manufacturing, about, you know, equipment, machinery, just you just think about, you know, like, yes, the, the, the hardware, you know, the machine, the motor, all, the, all those kind of things. But data these days is so, so important. It's taking such an important role in, uh, in terms of uh, maintaining and increasing productivity uh, for CPGs. Uh, going from uh, what, you know, predictive maintenance. Now it's, it's implemented in many places, uh, uh, remote of everything, pretty much. Everything is done remotely these days and, and increasing productivity. Uh, in, in recently, you know, in a conference that we organized, we were discussing uh, the implementation of all these technologies. And, and I was so impressed about a couple of companies they were talking about uh, maintenance. And they said, uh, we, we stopped doing the regular maintenance. We're not doing uh, th those uh, uh, scheduled maintenance that they used to have before. And they, they say, why should we do that if the machines are running correctly, right? Now we're only doing predictive maintenance, you know. Mm -hmm. they, they are trusting now so much this data that they are just uh, forgetting about uh, the uh, scheduled maintenance and right. concentrating on predictive maintenance. And that's impressive. Um, and, and the other thing that was quite interesting, some, some of them were saying once it's implemented and you have it up and running, uh, it turns out that uh, using these technologies are being increasing productivity and you're getting all those benefits and you're saving money as well, you know, it's on, on the implementation because you're not doing all those stops for the scheduled maintenance, you know, it's right. Amazing. I love that. Uh, the, I had never, this is what you just said, by the way, is legitimately one of my favorite things about hosting this podcast is I'll have guests come on and say stuff that it, it triggers a thought in my brain that I've never once considered, not ever. And I've never thought about the efficacy of predictive maintenance versus scheduled maintenance and how much time and how much money that can save for companies. Never once had that thought until right now in this moment. So I thank you for that. I was super appreciative of bringing that up because I've, I've, I don't know, I've never thought about it. Maybe there's people on there, packaging engineers are like, I had a class about that or we think about it all the time. Well, cool. I never have. So back off. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's, that's, Incredible. Uh, anything else? Uh, and I do want to, I might pivot here a little bit after this, but anything else going on in the show currently that you are really excited about or a, a trend that seems to have a lot of inertia behind it? You, you know, uh, we have uh, an amazing uh, set of uh, education programs uh, within the trade show. We have what we call the Forum at PAC Expo. We have the Innovation Stage. We have uh, other uh, presentations. And uh, when you look at the content of those presentations, 
one of the highlights uh, it's the the importance of sustainability for the industry and and i know that uh many people hear sustainability and it's like what is that right it's 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 so difficult sometimes to put your finger exactly on the meaning of sustainability but i can tell you uh, many of the presentations uh, that we are finding, many of the technologies we have at the floor are related with sustainability in terms of uh, sustainability is coming as new materials, uh, mainly new formats, new packaging, new materials to the industry. Uh, machines were uh, already designed to be very flexible, right? To be able to change from uh, one format, from one size to another one, all these SKU explosion that we, we saw growing so much in uh, 18, 2018, 2019, still there. Now it's even, the machines are getting even more and more sophisticated because it's not just the, the shape and the size, it's the material as well that you're changing because uh, different materials uh, behave in different ways. Uh, now there's a significant, <laughs> I would say there's two, th two reasons here. One is sustainability, certainly pushing for sustainable materials that behave in different ways. And supply chain also, it's changing right. everything, right? So you cannot run the same material because it's not available. So you're, you're running another material that can provide a similar comparable barrier, but it behaves differently on your equipment. So uh, in order to have equipment to respond quickly and adapt to these changes, you know, you need to have uh, new technologies, uh, in many cases, equipment that, that's able to adapt itself. Uh, and uh, also, you know, uh, suppliers of equipment that are there for you and that can help you test new materials, optimize your, uh, your equipment and keep running at, uh, at top efficiency levels. Uh, those are some of the things that we're finding at the show and, and uh, the, the way they are addressing them is amazing. Yeah, that that whole idea of COVID really shined that light on what I'll call like supply chain risk. Mm -hmm. So running running a risk assessment on your supply chain is 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 totally critical right now, and and I would imagine that as as equipment suppliers are beginning to come out with their automation that building in that sort of flexibility to it. So if it's like you, I think you talked about like a film, uh, if it's a poucher or whatever it is, being able to handle variable types of films, a, a wider range of films, so that that customer, whether it's a contract, a co-packer, a contract manufacturer, a whomever, can can run different films on it, on, on that one press, because it, it would be nice from a business development perspective, but also now from a supply chain risk perspective to be able to run, uh, I, I'm from the label industry for the most part. So I'm thinking about running like film liners versus paper liners. There's a, there's a strike happening right now in I think Finland for paper liner. And it's, it's causing a massive crunch on that industry. <laughs> Yes. So having having an applicator that can run both effectively and at the same speeds would have been a pretty critical step had you had the foresight to do it. So I'm imagining that more companies with that at top of mind are asking questions about material flexibility as well. Yes, yes, you're totally right. And it's it's uh, one of the key demands these days. You know, it's uh, 
flexibility in, in every single aspect of the equipment. So you can, uh, you can address all the uh, challenges that we're facing. Now, you're not sure exactly what's going to be the problem tomorrow, yep. but the more flexible your equipment, the better uh, position you're going to be to, to address 100%. That. Yeah, and, and, you know, combining the two things that we just discussed, not only having a material flexibility, but having the speed to understand how to change over, how to get in touch with somebody. You don't have to wait for a technician to fly in to make the adjustments. You can just do it right there with, with some sort of AR or VR goggle is, is really cool. And I'm glad to see it there. Um, yeah. As we're, oh, go ahead. So the, the, the other thing I wanted to mention to you about uh, what we have available at the show, we were talking about automation. Earlier, we were talking also about the workforce. So we have many, many other uh, opportunities, really, to have a better understanding and uh, maybe opportunities to, to address your workforce uh, problems. Uh, we have uh, what we call the Packaging and Processing Women Leadership Network. It's kind of basically trying to make sure we incorporate more and more women in our industry. Um, we have uh, also what we call uh, an emerging uh, leaders reception. This is basically young people joining the industry. And, and the, the aim here is trying to attract more, more talents uh, uh, to explain, uh, the, the, yes, the challenges of our industry, but uh, the amazing opportunities to, to address those challenges. When you talk about uh, waste and sustainability, it's amazing, you know, what this industry can do for, for the world. Uh, we are also working with many uh, schools uh, in order to develop their interest for technology. We are what we call the Future Innovators Robotics Showcase, where we have several uh, high schools participating. We're, we're trying, we're going back to not, not just colleges or uh, two-year programs, but going back to high schools, trying to uh, raise the interest in the industry. We have uh, uh, local groups uh, coming for this contest. Uh, we have a workforce development pavilion, and we have uh, also, you know, for the ones already in the industry, we have a certified trained workshop. We have uh, fundamentals of field service. So if you're in the industry, uh, if you're looking for developing your workforce, uh, for sure, Back Expo East is the right, right place to be. I will give you, uh, give you a solid applause on that. Uh, on that. I don't know if you can hear the applause coming through, but I've got it, I've got it playing on my soundboard. Uh, <laughs> No, that's great. And, and so like, just so desperately needed. Um, uh, my, my wife and I are actually writing a children's book about packaging. We hope to write a few of them to help educating young kids uh, about, about the industry uh, because it is such a pivotal part of not only our future, but also their future, um, understanding the role that packaging plays in, in, not only selling and branding products, but also around the idea of sustainability. So it, it's, 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 I'll just say it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to be a part of the industry and to, and to know, know people like you who are, who are doing that. Uh, the, the women, women are desperately needed in places of, in decision-making roles, high level positions, um, people of color. We, we, we need we need more 
uh, diverse views and opinions to be in our industry if we're going to expect to meet the challenges of the future. So I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you are, you're, you're taking a leadership position in that um, through PAC Expo. And, and I'm guessing ongoing as well, right? It's not just an opportunity to show up at a trade show and get it, but are there ways that people can engage with PMMI ongoing, uh, looking at Absolutely. You know, this initiative that I was talking about, the Packaging and Processing Women Leadership Network, is uh, an ongoing uh, activity here at PMMI. Uh, it's, a, it's a group formed uh, by women from uh, uh, CPGs, leaders, leaders on, on the CPG uh, area, uh, on the OEMs, on the material side. Uh, and it's amazing. You know, they organize, they have organized several uh, conferences where uh women with leadership roles in the industry talk to younger uh people in the industry on how uh they've they, they've been able to 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 get there and uh give advice you know on, on the to the industry so yes it's ongoing uh, and as you said it's uh it's uh really an invaluable resource that uh, will make this industry significantly better a hundred percent. Well, Jorge, as we kind of wrap up the interview here, uh, I want to be curious from your personal perspective. Um, at, we've been talking about what's going on a little bit right now. Uh, but when you wake up in the morning, what gets you so excited about working in this industry? I mean, one or two things beyond what we've already discussed. Uh, is there is there something that just is like, I can't believe I have to pinch myself because I get I can't believe that I get to work in this industry and do this job because of fill in the blank. I I, I guess uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, sometimes when you wake up and you think, if you're narrowly thinking on the tasks of the day, it, it looks like small, right? But yeah. when you step back and, and look at the whole picture in terms of packaging. Packaging has the opportunity to avoid a significant amount of waste in food. That means uh, through packaging, the industry is feeding a significant amount of the population in this world. Other way, it would be impossible to do that. Uh, you look back at uh, the last two years, uh, what we've gone through COVID, and you start thinking about vaccinations, about distribution, about uh, well-being, uh, all those things uh, are, are really impacted by packaging. You know, the fact that you can get a vaccine uh, in your local uh, pharmacies because of packaging. Right. You know? So uh, well-being is very significant and it's great what packaging has done. Uh, looking ahead, there are significant challenges. Uh, for sure, there's uh, a lot to do on the side of sustainability. But it's happening, and I mean, when when you have the opportunity to look at the trends, uh, to speak with the people in the in within the, within the industry, uh, yes, there are significant challenges. There are a lot of things we need to do, but uh, things are changing. Things are happening, and uh, just being part of it, it's uh, it's great. I love it. That's great. That's great. And how long have you been in the industry? I forgot to ask you that. Wow, it's going to be what? It's going to be, let me see, 30 years, uh, 29 years. Uh, actually, this month, 29 years, 30, okay. 30 years. It's going to be my next year, yeah. That is awesome. 
Uh, well, thank you, Jorge, so much. How do people get in touch with you if they got any other questions about Absolutely. The it's, about uh, best way is my email. Okay. It's uh, Jorge at PMMI.org. It's J-O-R-G-E at PMMI.org. Okay. I'll make sure to put that into the show notes. People can just click on it and copy it and send you an email if they have any questions about upcoming shows, events, uh, encourage uh, women who are in the industry to reach out and uh, see about those networking opportunities. Uh, really awesome stuff, Jorge. Congratulations on on the show happening right now. Uh, I'm I'm sure it was it felt like it was a long time coming. The first one in Vegas felt like a a bit of a reunion, and this one probably just kind of picking up on on where that one left off. So I wish I could be there, but I'm sure it's been an awesome show. So Adam, uh, we miss you, but hope to see you in Pack uh, Expo International. You know, Pack Expo is coming uh, October 23rd this year okay. in Chicago. Is that so McCormick Place? See you there. At McCormick Place? Yes, correct. McCormick. Oh man, uh, if you want to get your steps in, go to Pack Expo International. <laughs> holy cow, you can walk and walk, and it's a great show. It, it's it's phenomenal. So uh, I will try to make it out there, Jorge. Uh, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Okay, Adam, good to talk to you. Hey, that wraps up another edition of the People of Packaging podcast. It would mean so much if you would like and share, rate, review, subscribe, because we want to change the world because we believe that packaging is awesome. <laughs>